I never got any money from you. Be normal. And now, Mr. Edwards, I would like to make a disclosure, which is something which has never been revealed to the public. This is The Saucer Life, exploring the history and lore of flying saucers. The Saucer Life is a podcast in which we explore concepts, events, or people orbiting the world of flying saucers. Few preconceptions, snark were justified, no belief, no debunking, no redactions. Okay, some redactions. This is a Stranges update. Okay, so this episode is sort of clocks in sort of between a regular episode and one of our afterlife episodes. And I sort of went back and forth on which kind of episode it would be. It all starts a few weeks ago when I get an email from a listener with some FBI declassified records on Frank E. Strange's doctor, doctor, sarcasm quotes in effect there, doctor Frank E. Strange's from our uh, Valiant Thor episode from last year, I think. Um, Gosh, yeah, last year. That's wild. Anyway, there was a lot of fun stuff in this 56 pages of, of FBI, FBI-ishness that um, would have been great in the uh, regular episode, but also would have added a lot of bulk to that already fairly bulky episode. So there's some fun Frank Strange's stuff in here, and it gives us some insight not only into Strange's, but also the type of correspondence received by the FBI. And we've seen this in, in some other episodes, haven't we? Where... It's pretty amazing, um, at least I think it's amazing, how many people would write into the FBI, especially writing directly to FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover, which actually kind of makes sense because he was in such a huge way the public face of the FBI for so long. They, you know, I'm suspicious about this. Could you check this out? Like Hoover would just sort of like drop everything. This woman in Des Moines has a question about a guy she saw talking about flying saucers. You know, get our best people on this. I don't know. Just a little sort of optimistic and and golly, the G-men will solve it. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. So let's take a look at some interesting uh, interesting things from the FBI file on Frank E. Stranges. Okay, we begin with a memo from... Um, the uh, special agent in charge in Seattle to the FBI director, dated October 24th, 1960, subject, Dr. Frank E. Strange's impersonation. And in here, the Seattle SAC talks about um, a, uh, a conversation he had with a resident who is not familiar, who has who not attended any Frank Strange's meeting, but is familiar with Strange's due to the fact that redacted, I believe it's his wife, given the context of everything, had attended lectures given by Dr. Strange's at the Seattle Revival Center in 1960, and that she had purchased a copy of Flying Saucer Rama. So this report gives us some impression of what people thought about Dr. Strange's. And here we hear uh, the account of this informant to the special agent in charge in Seattle, about um, about the people he knows, his wife probably, who were aficionados of Dr. Frank. 
He advised that the name of Dr. Strange's had come up in conversation among his wife and their friends in recent weeks, and his wife had commented that Dr. Strange's was a former FBI agent, and for that reason, his lectures regarding his experiences should be believed. He advised that because of the preposterous claims made by Dr. Strange's in his book, and as reported by redacted from Strange's lectures, he believed Strange's to be a fraud and therefore had written to the FBI to determine whether Strange's was in fact a former FBI agent. So here we have something interesting. We, we've had in many cases uh, in the Dr. Strange's episode, there have been concerns that Frank was not really presenting himself properly. Did he really have a doctorate? Was he really an ordained minister? Was he really part of NICAP? Uh, no, but he had an organization that was remarkably NICAP sounding in its title. Was he involved in law enforcement? Um, and the answer to all these questions was not really. But in this segment of this FBI documentation, what we have is an example of somebody who was convinced that his association with the FBI, which wasn't real, was a good reason to believe him and his lectures about his experiences. So this woman was convinced that Stranges was serious and real and credible because of his FBI background. But here's the question, and this is a question for law enforcement uh, that they had to deal with as well. Did Stranges present himself as an FBI agent. The um, the woman who was convinced by him honestly wasn't entirely sure why she was convinced. She stated that although she could not recall any specific statements made by Dr. Stranges that he had, had been a former special agent of the FBI, she had come away from the meetings with the impression that Stranges was an ex-FBI agent. She stated that at this time, she could not recall the specific circumstances and statements made by Stranges which had left her with that impression, and she does not believe he ever flatly stated that he was a former FBI agent. So is Stranges pulling some sort of weird Jedi mind trick here? Um, not really saying he was an FBI agent, but just sort of implying he was, but in such a way that it was so low-key that the audience didn't, couldn't remember what it was? That's... That's awesome. How do you pull that off? I would love to be able to just sort of give the impression I'm something I'm not without actually saying it and not have it even redound back to me in any way that anybody could actually, you know, make it stick. Oh, that's awesome. No wonder he lasted so long in this crazy business. Here's another example of how Stranges sort of in, 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 inveigled, I'm not sure that's a word, inveigled himself into uh, into various situations, not just um, that he was a, a former FBI agent, but that he was just overall a credible person. The, uh, the leader, the religious leader of the uh, Seattle Revival Center, where Stranges had given these talks, um, had a story for the, uh, for the FBI as well. He said that he does not normally have speakers who are not directly connected with the religious theme, but that since associates of his had recommended Stranges, he had brought him to Seattle. He stated that Stranges had appeared on a fee basis, being paid a flat fee for each of the nights that he lectured at the Seattle Revival Center, and also that Stranges was given the opportunity to pass the basket for contributions to assist him in publishing a new book that he was bringing out, and was also permitted to sell his pamphlets and his book, Flying Saucerama, at 250 per copy. 
He said that Stranges had sold at least 100 copies of this book on each of the nights he had appeared at the Seattle Revival Center. He stated that Stranges also sold pamphlets entitled Death by Strangulation, a factual pamphlet report on communism by Dr. Stranges, and a pamphlet entitled God Save My Child, a report on juvenile crime by Dr. Stranges. I don't know. That sounds like a pretty sweet deal that Stranges had with the Seattle Revival Center. He gets a fee. He's able to beg for love offerings and he sells a bunch of books. That's, that's pretty good. And I'm, I'm wonder what, I wonder what the benefit to the Seattle revival center was. But again, you know, this sort of goes against their policy. You know, we were, we're a church or a, a church like organization. And so we bring in speakers who are sort of doctrinally aligned with, uh, with what we're doing. And also this flying saucer guy, because some guys in California said he was good. So I'll, pay him money and he can come here and and he can make money off us. It just seems weird. Like uh, Stranges is is bamboozling these people somehow. But uh, the leader of the Seattle Revival Center did say uh, categorically that he did not recall any, um, any statements from Stranges saying he was a former FBI or Secret Service agent. Um, And I would love to get a copy of, uh, Death by Strangulation about communism and his uh, juvenile crime pamphlet, God Save My Child. Uh, they have some, some pictures of those pamphlets, but just the front cover, which is, uh, which is very, uh, very sad uh, that, that they don't have the whole thing in this file. The report goes on to say that the advertising for these lectures usually build Stranges as a former special investigator, which is not the same as a special agent of the FBI, not the same as a Secret Service uh, agent, not the same as a, um, a police investigator, but is close enough that it would give the impression that, that he was a form, he's a former special a special agent or something, because that was a phrase that was in people's mind more so than special investigator. According to one woman, um, during his lecture, uh, Stranges claimed that some of his information, quote, came from space agency files and that he was able to get information from these files due to his connections with an ex-United States Secret Service agent and some present Secret Service agents that he is acquainted with, end quote. But then later, the woman uh, who told that to the FBI admitted that she was, quote, extremely prejudiced against Dr. Stranges as a result of attending his lecture. So um, so, so it's, it's sort of like the, she's not an, a reliable narrator or reliable witness because she, she just hated this lecture so badly that she's like, I, I got to go talk to the FBI and get this guy locked up or something because he's nuts. Um, that's most of what this initial report in the, uh, the section of the file is, is this sort of Seattle investigation of did Stranges claim he was a former government agent? Um, and if so, why? And how do we know? And the answer is nobody knows if he really said he was. Um, he said some things that may have sounded like it, some things that were maybe a little a little shady, but nothing legally actionable. As you know, if you go back and listen to our um, Frank Strange's episode, which I think is called A Valiant Effort, sort of a Valiant Thor reference there, uh, I think we get into some of his legal troubles there. But he wasn't in trouble for this at this time in this particular place. At the conclusion of this report uh, is a, a nice little paragraph that, I don't know, to my view, sort of sums up his entire career. And I don't mean that in a negative way or as a bad thing. 
It would appear from the information developed during instant inquiry that Dr. Stranges is, to say the least, a promoter and a pseudo-con man. It is evident that he apparently has taken advantage, for his own purposes, of his correspondence with the Bureau. I love the description pseudo-con man, and it, it, at first it's like, uh, that, what does that even mean? That, then I was thinking, this is actually a really good descriptor of Stranges and so many in ufology they act in ways that that grifters and con men do but there's no con i mean like we've talked about in other episodes you're not really ripping anybody off if they are giving you money for a book and you are giving them a book um there are some grifts out there otis t Carr and uh, that whole deal for example but you know, selling books that might not be as true as uh, they're claimed to be, you know, there's really no financial damage there, really, you know, in a way that you could, uh, you could, you know, take to court. And, you know, what are you going to get from somebody like Frank Stranges? You know, you're not going to get much money. Although I am curious as to how much his fee was at the Seattle Revival Center. Following this, uh, the text of this FBI report, there are the covers, the sort of pencil drawing, pen drawing, line drawing, line art covers of God Save My Child and um, Death by Strangulation. And the God Save My Child cover, I think I'm going to have to throw this one up on uh, up on social media because it features it features a young Dr. Strange with a, a sort of smile on his face and his little pencil mustache in a suit, um, Bible in one hand, pistol in another. Um and it says take your choice underneath it it's it's the the bible or uh, looks like it's probably supposed to be a, a, a 1911 style 45 or something like that but um just just great stuff the smile on his face really sets it off gonna have to throw that up there for you so moving on down the stranges fbi file this next thing is related again to um stranges's claims of, of possibly being involved with the FBI. And it's a letter to J. Edgar Hoover from Reverend Max A.X. Clark, executive vice president and member of the American Council of Churches. And uh, he's, what was he executive vice president of? The Uni- United Ministerial Association of Oakland, California. Dear sir, we are in closing here with a booklet by Frank E. Stranges, 7847 61st Street, Glendale, New York, titled My Friend from Beyond Earth. We believe it is a fabrication of lies, especially statements on pages 6 and 7. For that reason, we believe your bureau might be interested in seeing what can be done to stop its circulation through the mails. Mr. Stranges told a group of people in San Francisco last Sunday that he had been an investigator with the FBI. The meeting was held at 5825 Mission Street. Of course, he was careful in his book not to say he had been with the FBI. I am convinced that somewhat similar books are voicing communist propaganda, i.e. the saucer sightings are being used to divert people's minds from the realities of the present time. Respectfully, Max A.X. Clark. Yawn. Flying saucer people are communist and liars. Okay, we've seen that. We've seen that. Um, But the great thing about this, what's really interesting to me about this, is that attached to the form letter sent back to Max Clark from uh, Helen Gandy, J. Edgar Hoover's secretary, which 
told Clark that uh, your letter of October 19th was received during Mr. Hoosier, who, who, Mr. Hoosier, uh, my inner Indiana boys coming out, Mr. Hoover's absence from the city and, and just he'll he'll read it when he gets back. Uh, by the way, Frank Stranges has never been an employee of the FBI. There is appended a note to this in the file. Note, Dr. Clark is the subject of a closed racial matters investigation. He is an elderly man who's retired and lives on a pension. He promotes the San Francisco appearances of Gerald L.K. Smith. Gerald L.K. Smith. Hmm. That name rang a bell, and it rang a bell because I know who it is. Gerald Lyman Kenneth Smith was a clergyman and a uh, political organizer who was one of the leaders of, this was during the Great Depression, the uh, the Share Our Wealth movement, which mostly we associate with uh, with Huey Long, the Louisiana politician. But uh, Gerald Smith was one of the uh, one of the lieutenants um, of, of um, Long and head up head, headed up various you know, successor organizations, including the America First Party in the 1940s and the Christian Nationalist Crusade. Um, interestingly, he was also a member of the Silver Shirts organization, which was a pro-Nazi organization of the 1930s uh, and 40s, and uh, was patterned after uh, after Hitler's brown shirts. It was run by William Dudley Pelly, who we're going to have to be doing an episode about at some point in the future. So. Dr. Clark writes to the FBI saying, I'm worried about these flying saucer people. And and the FBI people say, hey, wait a minute, Dr. Clark. Oh, we we have a file on Dr. Clark. He's hanging out with uh, Gerald L.K. Smith, and he's the subject of a closed racial matters investigation. So which, you know. American Nationalist Party type things. Yeah, you sort of see that uh, go together. But it's just a great little example about how even in a pre-computer age there in, uh, in 1960, you've got people cross-checking and cross-referencing all sorts of things. As an aside, as a, a collector and student of weird extremist, uh, I was going to say nonsense, and uh, I will say weird extremist nonsense, I do have a copy of, I'm walking over to the bookshelf now, and I'm back, a copy of Besieged Patriot, autobiographical episodes exposing communism, traitorism, 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 and Zionism from the life of Gerald L.K. Smith. And this is how he's described on the cover, and this is how I want to be described someday. Gifted speaker, social commentator, servant of God. And I, I have to admit that my favorite chapter of the book is the one entitled Robbed in Flint, Michigan, because that's sort of where I am. And uh, I'm proud to be in a city that would house people who would steal this guy's money. Okay. Um, Dr. Stranges, back to his file. Let's see what else is in here. Um, after a short intermission. Next time, I'm not entirely sure. I think we'll be looking at a couple contactees. Um yeah, yeah, a guy named Ko and another guy named Talano. So I think we'll be looking at those uh, those fellas. You can check out past episodes, read some reviews of saucer-related stuff, and support support the show at saucerlife.com. Thanks very much to those who've donated in the past. It's much appreciated. Um, 
we're on Twitter and Instagram at Saucer Life, and, and that's where you can see uh, these pictures from Strangest's book. I'll have those up sometime uh, sometime the day this episode drops. You can also email us at thesaucerlife at gmail.com or contact us by post at Media P.O. Box 68, Grand Blank, Michigan, 48480. The Saucer Life is available anywhere you can find podcasts. And I am going to continue to buck the podcasting trend of asking you to rate and review us. I, please, please don't. Please, please don't. Um, let's just keep this our little club, our little, our little saucer club of people who are cool enough to listen to this show. Speaking of which, back to the show. So the FBI reports uh, about this controversy over whether or not Stranges was presenting himself as a member of the uh, of the FBI or the law enforcement community often referenced um, things that were said in newspaper articles that um, promoted his um, his his talks. And as an example of that, we have one from a newspaper in Palo Alto. In 19, uh, 1957, it looks like March 5th, 1967, headlined The Flying Saucer Mystery. This gives us a taste of sort of how Stranges pitched his stuff to people. And it's it's a little all over the place. It, it's sort of it's sort of just it's fun. I'm sorry, it's fun. That's all that's the only word for it. Fun. Reverend W. W. McCall, pastor of the newly opened Peninsula Revival Center, announces that the guest speaker this week is Reverend Frank E. Stranges of Glendale, New York. Both Reverend Stranges and his wife Bernice play a number of musical instruments as well as sing together. Reverend Stranges is a former special investigator who worked for the Secret Service Bureau and other agencies on the East Coast. He will relate from night to night sermons concerning the curse of communism, parental and juvenile delinquency, the God of the Atom, the Bible and the Earth Satellite Program, and on Saturday night, the public is invited to hear a message concerning the flying saucer mystery. He will show official photographs that will open the eyes of the public. Dr. Stranges has written a book entitled Flying Saucerama, which will be released by Vantage Press of New York within 60 days. Stranges is a member of the National Investigation Committee on Aerial Phenomenon, of which Major Donald Kehoe is the president. The headquarters of the committee is located in Washington, D.C. Everyone is cordially invited to attend these special meetings, which convene every night at 745. For further information, please call DA-359-359. That little uh, note in there about him being a NICAP member resulted in a letter in the file from NICAP saying he does not authorize to speak for us in any way. He is a paid up member, but he is not an official of the organization. Um, As we recall from the earlier episode on Stranges, NICAP was not happy that Stranges was presenting himself as a NICAP official and then later starts his own organization called um, basically National Investigations Committee on UFOs rather than National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena. Next up in the file, this is great. We've got some ads, some sort of promo materials for the pamphlets he was selling at these things, including Death by Strangulation, A Factual Report on Communism, and God Save My Child and My Friend from Beyond Earth. 
death by strangulation, an up-to-date report of international communism, learn what every Christian ought to know about this curse in America, read facts by the FBI, be informed by reports given me by Congressman Francis Walter, chairman of the House Un-American Activities Committee in Washington, place a copy of this book in the hands of your child. He will thank you for it in days to come. One dollar single copy at 10 cents for mail order. God, save my child. A report on juvenile crime today with the only solution. This book should be in your possession if you have an unsaved son or daughter in your home. Learn the truth behind this menace that is plaguing our cities and towns across the United States. Learn what you as a Christian can do to help stem the tide of juvenile crime in your area. Read what the Bible says concerning this threat. Read this now. Read what J. Edgar Hoover, FBI chief, says about juvenile crime. Be informed. Be prepared. Help your child. Read FBI Uniformed Crime Report. $1 single copy at 10 cents for mail order. We also have a uh, another sort of UFO flying saucer person crossover. Uh, this is a flyer for an anti-communist, uh, an anti-communist uh, event that uh, was taking place on um, May 5th, May 5th, 1960, uh, 1962, I believe. The, uh, the file says 1961, but as we will see, um, that's probably not the case. Um, it says that we're invited to a special film showing of Nightmare in Red, outstanding motion picture. See communism exposed for the menace it is. Here, Dr. Frank Stranges, former special inv- former special investigator, uh, member of National Investigations Committee. It doesn't say of what. Uh, it implies NICAP, but it's really his own National Investigations Committee uh, and dynamic public speaker. Uh, the co-chair is Michael X. Barton, who you might remember from our episode X Marks the Spot. He was a uh, contactee who focused a lot on Venusian health. This event promises to tell us how communism will affect our schools, our jobs, our unions, and our churches. And then in a little call-out box uh, the next day, there will be a Help from Outer Space uh, presentation by, uh, by Barton and Stranges. So, Communism's the draw, and we'll sort of sneak in some flying saucer stuff. Nightmare in Red, uh, also known as Red Nightmare, uh, came out in 1962, and it was uh, an Air Force or Armed Forces information film, um, and it was uh, it was created or produced by Jack Webb uh, of Dragnet. And here's a little bit of the introduction as as two Russian men are talking by some um, barbed wire. Speak English, comrade. Remember, it is about the only freedom you do not have in this town. It's American town. Americans, they have too many freedoms. That is another thing you must remember, comrade. For one day it will be your mission to destroy those bourgeois capitalist freedoms. Secrecy and protected by utmost security deep behind the Iron Curtain. 
You might call this a college town, communist style, as part of a long-range plan to destroy our free way of life. These young communists are studying the economic, political, and religious institutions that are the very heartbeat of America. The courses here in this strangest of all schools, espionage as a science, propaganda as an art. The overall conceit in this film was that uh, the Soviets have a, a fake American town set up somewhere as a, uh, an espionage school, which seems remarkably uh, inefficient and difficult, would be difficult uh, sort of economically and, and materials wise for the Soviets to pull off a, a perfectly designed replica America town. It reminds me of um, in the G.I. Joe cartoon. There was an episode where Cobra had this uh, this town, some this fake town somewhere. And in the uh, in the comic books, the, the old Hasbro G.I. Joe comic books, uh, the, the town was, was much more well-developed in the storyline. It's a little discursion we don't really need right now. So um, to sort of bring this uh bring this this to a close and you can see why this would have really padded out our frank strange's episode and then this this episode i if any of you are still listening to this well done um you're troopers and i uh, i i admire your tenacity to not hit that uh that delete podcast button i'm not sure i would have the same restraint but we're going to finish with some letters that frank strange's wrote to j edgar hoover he wrote to the fbi fairly often. We start with May of 1963. Dear Mr. Hoover, Inasmuch as we are planning an international UFO convention near Los Angeles on July 4th, 1963, I as chairman am writing this letter. From reports, newspaper, and otherwise, we have learned that agents of the FBI are among the first to arrive on the scene of any UFO activity or other similar activity. Therefore, we would like to know if either you or the Bureau have anything to say on the subject of UFOs. If I may refer to your letter of the 8th of August, in which you stated, form letter, that the facts contained in my letter did not pertain to any matter within the investigative jurisdiction of the FBI, we have found evidence to the contrary, and would therefore request a personal reply. Many thanks for your cooperation. Remaining, respectfully, Dr. Frankie Strange's President, International Evangelism Crusades, Incorporated. Boy, that, that little smarmy thank you for your cooperation line. Um... Man, no wonder they had a file on this guy. The next is uh, is a letter from from uh, Frank Strange's, and all these letters have have different uh, have different letterhead, um, which, which is which is great. Some it's usually different organizations. You can hear my mouse wheel scrolling. Uh, possibly, I'm sorry, um, but uh, the first was from. IEC Incorporated or International Evangelism Crusades. It was the motion picture department of International Evangelism Crusades with a, a uh, an address on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood. The next is from Globe International Pictures in Van Nuys. Dr. Frank Strange is president and uh, it's to Mr. Hoover on December 5th, 1970. Dear Mr. Hoover, warmest season's greetings to you and your staff. I am writing to express the feelings of this company in regards to the many stupid and irresponsible comments and statements made by people in high office in our government relative to you and the FBI. We still stand squarely behind you and your entire organization, without which this nation would be in more of a mess than it is today. We sincerely trust that you and yours will have a very wonderful holiday season, and we also pray God's richest blessings to rest upon you each day that passes. Remaining, respectfully, Dr. Frankie Stranges, President. Dr. Frankie Stranges, bootlicker of the establishment. Um, oh, that was harsh. That was harsh, wasn't it? Anyway, what, what, a, what a bizarre sort of 
just let you know we've, we've we've got your back pal you know we we love you we love you and the fbi even though you never have complied with our requests for the real truth about your involvement with flying saucers but still you're you're better than these hippies right so uh next we have see, that was from um globe international pictures the next is uh, an international evangelism crusades uh but not from the film division it's um from april 20th 1971 dear mr hoover warmest christian greetings from van nuys california the international board of directors of this organization joins me in a special resolution to go on record as supporting you and your office 100 percent we thank god for you as well as the fbi and also for what you have done to make this nation strong our continued prayers are with you each day that passes. Remaining sincerely, Dr. Frankie Stranges, President. This is this is just bizarre. I, I love this. Um, let's see. The next one, International Evangelism Crusades, May 13th, 1977, to the Office of the Director, Federal Bureau of Investigation. And at this time, J. Edgar Hoover was dead. But the, uh, the, the, the love that Frank Strange has had for the Federal Bureau of Investigation was still there and was something to behold. Dear Sir, warmest Christian greetings. The General Board of Directors join me in extending to you and the many men of the Bureau our vote of confidence. In spite of the idiotic publicity that has been aired against the Bureau, we still all feel confident that the FBI is truly an American institution and should remain free and independent from federal bureaucracy in Washington and elsewhere. We all stand behind you and the FBI. God bless every effort to keep the United States free, remaining respectfully. Dr. Frankie Stranges, President. You know, he can say he's respectful all he wants, but he uh, he didn't actually call the director of the FBI by name here. Uh, maybe he didn't know it. I don't know who the director of the FBI was in 1977. Although some research tells me it was Clarence Kelly who led the Bureau from um, 19, uh, 1973 to 1978. And uh, Kelly was um, actually a, an interesting guy, and he was basically... This is a this is a terrible terrible analogy. He was the Khrushchev to Hoover's Stalin. He sort of, sort of cleaned up a lot of practices within the bureau, opened up better relationships with other intelligence gathering organizations, cleaned up a lot of the corruption and embezzlement and things like that. So, um actually he was probably more responsible for bringing in more bureaucratic practices rather than the the autocratic rule of the uh of the the director as it had been under the uh, under the hoover years you're learning a lot on this show aren't you this is this is the most educational flying saucer podcast um released before noon on wednesday september 16th and the final document and this is wonderful because even though even though frank strange is didn't use his actual name clarence kelly wrote back to dr strange's and it it wasn't a form letter it was it was a um really nice letter actually dear dr strange's thank you for your kind letter of may 13th and for your best wishes expressed therein all of us in the fbi are grateful for your vote of confidence and hope you will convey our appreciation to your general board of directors we hope our efforts will continue to merit your approval sincerely yours clarence m kelly director so that's just a little bit more about Frank Stranges, um, one of the more colorful characters of the uh, the flying saucer, the flying the classic flying saucer era, who who remained. Oh, I, I was going to say relevant, um, remained 
relatively relevant within the small circle of contactee enthusiasts uh, that still existed right up until uh, right up until his death, uh, not too terribly long ago. So Frank Stranges, constant, constant correspondent with heads of the FBI. Thanks for listening. In the show notes is a link to the FBI papers I used in creating this episode. The associate producer of The Saucer Life is Simpson J. Hanover III. The Saucer Life is a production of Chizo Media LLC. Chizo Media, working for the good of mankind along the lines of truth. Till next time, keep watching the skies because the skies are watching you. <laughs>